The MV Tricolor was a 50,000-ton Norwegian flag vehicle carrier that was built in 1987, but holds the notable distinction for having been involved in three, not one, not two, three English Channel collisions within two weeks. Hi, I'm Chris May, writer, producer, and host of This Day in Weather History. Imagine this, fresh air, stunning landscapes, live music, unique experiences you can't find anywhere else. This is Ireland. Just press the green button. During the early hours of December 14th of 2002, the tricolor got disoriented in a dense, thick fog. And on this day in weather history. We've all seen ships sailing while loaded with containers. They look impossible to float. How do they do that? They are true marvels of engineering. The accomplishments of human ingenuity are on full display when we see monstrosities like this defying our imagination. Now, the problem with human ingenuity is the human part. It is human error that can sink a ship that is deemed unsinkable. We've seen this time and time and time again. But this time, even after it sank, it was mixed up in two more incidents. It was in this soupy confusion that she collided with Kariba, a 1982 Bahamian flight container ship. So now we have two modern engineering giants colliding with each other. Although the Kariba was able to continue on, Tricolor sadly and tragically sank right there where she was hit. But here's the thing. The Tricolor was carrying close to 3,000 cars, including BMWs, Volvos, and Saabs. It was announced by the Norwegian shipping company in Oslo to have been worth close to $50 million. But it gets worse. The Tricolor also had about 2,000 tons of oil on board, according to Lloyd's Casualty Reporting Service. The good news is that no lives were lost, but the bad news just kept getting worse. The ship remained lodged in the mud on her side in 30 meters or close to 100 feet of water. But later, there arose evidence that a third vessel, the MV Clary, was allegedly in a subsequent litigation case to have actually contributed to the collision because of what was described as an embarrassment of navigation. You're listening to This Day in Weather History, now in its second year from the Weather Network. And a reminder that we're sponsored by Tourism Ireland. Ireland is open and ready to welcome you. Press the green button now to experience epic open landscapes. With the tricolor in the mud and like a traffic accident where they put out pylons, a warning buoy had been moored near the wreck to mark it. Also at the scene was the French warship Geranium and the salvage vessel Durlu. This was legit like a traffic accident with a police car and a tow truck on scene. The problem was this was caused by bad weather. So there was still bad weather causing problems. That hadn't gone anywhere. The weather at the time prevented more buoys being put out and there were reports of thick fog. Again, like on land when pylons and flares are used, if you don't have enough to mark the perimeter, you risk more accidents colliding with your roadside assistance. And that is exactly what happened here. Where the tricolor had sunk, the wreck was considered a hazard to navigation. It was situated at a point where two lanes combined in the traffic separation scheme, that's known as the TSS of the English Channel, with the southern part of the North Sea. And it just so happens that the TSS at that specific location is one of the busiest shipping lanes in the world. 
the French authorities ordered the wreck to be removed immediately, as you would expect. It was perceived to represent a danger to shipping and the environment. Yet somehow, two more collisions happened with the MV Tricolor in the days after the actual sinking. So, here's what happened there. First, and despite standard radio warnings, three guard ships, and a lighted buoy, somehow the Dutch vessel Nicola managed to run into the wreck the next night and had to be towed free. So to make sure this didn't happen again, <laughs> they dispatched two additional patrol ships and six more buoys, <laughs> including one with a Raycon warning transponder. This is probably overkill, I'm sure someone thought, but However, on January 1st of 2003, the Turkish-registered and fully loaded fuel carrier Vicky struck the same wreck. Can you believe this? Vicky was later freed, not by towboats, but by the rising tide. <laughs> it just gets weirder. Eventually, the tricolor was removed. But what of the cargo? The 2,871 new cars. As I opened with, they were all mostly premium German and Swedish makes, including BMW, Volvo, and Saab. They were removed from the wreck and recycled for scrap metal. And the oil on board? Okay, here's the good news, bad news. Most was removed from the ship's tanks soon after it sank, but during the salvage, there was a 540-ton oil spill. That was the worst part of this mind-bending collection of foul-ups, bleeps, and blunders that started on this day in weather history. Tomorrow is December 15th, and for this one, we are dialing into the TDIWH time machine, the year 1862, where we will revisit the Battle of Fredericksburg. Yes, during the Civil War, on this day in weather history, with me, your host, Chris May, and proudly sponsored by Tourism Ireland. Ireland is the home of the winter solstice, Get ready for a unique podcast experience on December 21st as I feature this day in weather history, the winter solstice from Newgrange.